0: Then he told her he loved her, and that he would make it up to her when he got back home. Richards turned to Resnick. I don't know how many people that would drop plans to see their daughter at a moment's notice. The only person I'd do that for is Meyerstein. You mind me asking why that is? Resnick sighed. Long and short of it is I was supposed to be carrying out a job, but it went wrong. And my daughter was kidnapped. Meyerstein tracked me down to Key West. But instead of hauling my ass in, she let me find my daughter, in exchange for information about a guy I was supposed to kill. Jesus H. Christ. So there you have it. They sat in silence for the rest of the journey. After about 15 minutes, Resnick saw a sign for the town of McLean, upscale and affluent. They headed down tree-lined streets and past huge mansions with manicured lawns and electronic steel gates, he couldn't see any street signs, only trees. And in the distance, men in black standing guard outside a six story concrete building. The car stopped at a set of hydraulic steel barriers. The window wound down. United States Police, a guy in black wearing shades said, emerging from a guardhouse, walkie talkie crackling. What's your business? The driver had his FBI lanyard scanned. We good? The guard nodded as he handed out an individual access badge to each of them. We were expecting you. Remember, you must wear these at all times. Resnick and the feds all clipped on their badges. Then the guard handed over a pale blue card to the driver. This is to enter the facility gate. The driver nodded and they were waved through, with the other two Lincolns following behind. They headed to a parking garage at the rear of the building, where a two-man team rechecked the individual access IDs, taking particular time over Resnick's, and escorted them into the building. More security and airport-style scanners. Two large welcome mats with the words, Liberty Crossing. Resnick knew exactly where they were. It was one of the most secure facilities in the United States, and it housed both the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and the National Counterterrorism Center, shielded behind steel barriers and armed guards, He'd once been told that at least 1,700 federal employees and 1,200 private contractors worked at Liberty Crossing, which was the nickname for the complex. An NCC official escorted them to the elevator, and they rode it to the fourth floor. He led them along a windowless corridor until they got to a glass door, two cameras scanning the entrance. He punched a long numeric code into the keypad. The doors clicked open, and he ushered Resnick inside. Take a seat, Mr. Resnick, the official said. Resnick did as he was told, and he was left alone. He looked around, white walls, modern prints, the Washington Post on a small table. He looked at the clock and sighed. He hated waiting. Time dragged. More than 20 minutes later, the official returned. They'll see you now. Resnick got up and followed the man through to an open plan office. Wooden desk, geometric patterned carpets. Then it was down a long corridor to a conference room with plasma screens on the walls. Gathered around a large oak table were six men and one woman. Meyerstein looked up, as did her right-hand man, Roy Stamper, who Resnick already knew. Meyerstein stood and shook his hand. Glad you agreed to join us, she said. Resnick was introduced to those around the table all members of the intelligence community with high-level security clearance, including the head of the FBI hostage rescue team and a special advisor to the Department of Homeland Security. He shook their hands. He knew all about strategic analysts and rated their skills highly. They were the ones who sifted raw data and tried to figure out the big picture, providing people like Meyerstein with an understanding of what was known about a threat and what wasn't, but they were also concerned with trying to determine what threats lay over the horizon. Take a seat, John, Meyerstein said after the formalities were over. The only person who hadn't been identified was the man sitting to her left. Resnick sat down and looked up at the clock on the wall. 7.03 a.m. You mind telling me why we're here at this ungodly hour? The man to the left of Meyerstein cleared his throat. My name is Lieutenant General Robert J. Black, I am employed by the Defense Intelligence Agency, although for the last year I've worked out of an office at the Pentagon. Now that we're all acquainted, let me lay down some ground rules. Black's gaze lingered for a moment on each and every person in the room. What I'm about to tell you is not to be discussed and, secondly, is not to be...